Hello, hello, I'm Zainab. And I'm Janice. Uh, we are the London pod... London, what are we? <laughs> <laughs> We're the London Girls. And this is the London Girls podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for your patience. And we are glad to be back in the studio yeah. again, yeah. recording another... This is episode six, right? Episode six. Exciting times. Exciting times. Yeah. Well, 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 we've had kind of... A very intense month, haven't we? It's been an intense April. Yeah. There's been snow and sleet in London. It snowed in April. It snowed in April, yeah. And um, we have unfortunately lost, in my opinion, one of the greatest artists of our time, Prince. Yeah. Uh, I'm still really devastated by this. I, I, I feel like I'm still processing the loss. Because Prince was an artist and a musician who was very dear and close to my heart from a very early age to present day. And I just could never have imagined, like, his sudden death. Mm -hmm. I always assumed that he would grow old gracefully and still be, you know, be like 17, still be at the piano or rocking his guitar and doing shows and stuff. And just thinking that we don't have him here with us anymore, it's it's very strange, very strange to my mind. Where were you when you found out? I was at weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I was at weightlifting, and they were pre- they were playing um, music of artists who had died recently. I was like, oh, why are we? Uh, you know, it seemed to be a theme on the evening. I was like, what's mm-hmm. going? What's happened? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Prince has died. And it was almost like you assume, is this like, is it a hoax? Is Mm. it a speculation thing? You Mm. don't expect it. And I guess for me, um, my love of Prince's music and and Prince as an artist as well, I don't think it was really fully realised until he died. Like seeing, really taking the time to look quite intensively at all of his stuff as a result of his death. I guess I kind of took him for granted a little bit that he was here and he'd made all this music. And going back through everything and, and seeing everything and just seeing how much he loved his art how important it was to him yeah it, it was it was really shocking it was he it, it felt unfinished you know like he had so much more to do as well still I feel the same way yeah I feel like he still had thing. a lot more music to to give us especially with you know with recent within the past couple of years how we've seen him sort of almost rebrand himself and with his new band, Third, uh, Third Eyed Girl, and working with uh, more current artists like Leanne Havas yeah. and just, you know, he it almost as if, like, he was almost getting started again. Mm. Like, he was just sort of beginning this new phase of his music career. And it's such a sudden loss. It really felt like I'd lost a dear friend. Like, and I've never met the man before, I've never spoken to him, but it's almost as if you're just losing, like, a childhood friend, someone you've known for ages. It's really sad, really, really sad for me, and I broke down <laughs> to tears at work a few times, and I, it was really hard to, I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to explain to people, because... I guess people were looking like, but it's not, like, your yeah, family member there. but it's just so hard to... Yeah can see that like he's gone it's really really weird 
do you have any favorite Prince songs or Prince moments or favorite? My favorite song ever is I Would Die For You. Yeah. Yeah, just the whole feeling of it. It feels like like you're driving along and it's, it's blast. I just, I, to me, that is my favorite one. It's so light and bouncy and, and fun and, and dramatic as well. Um, yeah, that's my favorite Prince song. And also my hair is very much inspired by Prince. He had amazing Purple hair. Rain. Yeah. He had always. very, he had, for a black man, he had very versatile hair. Yeah. He could make it like straight when he wanted. He could make it into an afro when he wanted. Yeah, and he was gonna he was gonna use all the tools to make it yeah. happen. Yeah. I liked it when he used to rock his hair in a in a headscarf. <laughs> 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 I like this. <laughs> um yeah. He his his look everything every look, every era of Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your favourite era of Prince? Um I don't think I have a particular favourite era of Prince. Mm-hmm. Whenever I check in with Prince, whenever I did check in with Prince, it was always just really cool, really, really fly every time. Yeah, he's always um, on point. And then when he took the um, uh, his album cover, he used Dave Chappelle's <laughs> spoof of him. Which is like, yeah. Just showing his humour as well. Apparently showing... he was very funny. Yeah. I mean, I believe that he was just, he had a very, very, uh, a bit of a wicked sense of humour. Mm-hmm. He's a very, very funny character. My favorite um, song. I. It's really hard to pinpoint a favorite Prince song, because I like so many. But mu- musically, I'd say the songs that really stand out to me are songs like "Joy and Repetition" from the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack album. Um, also, a question of you as well from from the same soundtrack album. I love Diamonds and Pearls. Uh, I love Erotic City, and I love Tiamo Corazon. It's a really beautiful song. I, as much as I like his more upbeat songs, I really like his ballads. Prince was like the king of ballads. He did the most romantic, the most sentimental ballads. There ever was. How old were you when you got into Prince? I don't remember. It's been like an always. <laughs> I don't. Thing. I, I used to watch. Me and my brother were obsessed with the film Graffiti Bridge. I've never <laughs> seen this. It's such a corny. I have the DVD. I can lend it to you if you want. It's such a corny film, but for some strange reason, me and my brother used to watch it every single day. And my mum used to be really annoyed, even though she loved Prince as well, but I think we kind of used to annoy her with this. We would come back from school and watch Graffiti Bridge on VHS tape every day. Wow, okay. And we were very obsessed with all the songs, and we used to, like, act out the dances for all the songs. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I actually recently watched Graffiti Bridge uh, again. I haven't watched it in years. I watched it um, a couple of nights ago, and... I think I just felt like every every emotion under the sun while watching it. A lot of nostalgia, a lot of, a lot of grief, of course, and happiness. And I laughed a lot. Because it's such a corny film. Mm-hmm. With most things from the 80s, just a bit embarrassing. Sure, <laughs> sure. But it's... it's A it's, guilty pleasure type Yeah, de- definitely, definitely a guilty pleasure. I love it. I'll have to check it out. I've never seen that before. 
how you remember Prince, though? I think it's just being an amazing performer, like not putting a foot wrong. You're always going to get a great show. Just, yeah, an accomplished songwriter and performer. Definitely. And a real artist yeah. as well. We were discussing the artistry and mm-hmm. the depth of his artistry too. And I guess there's something that's also recently come out is his um, using his artistry for for basically improving his community. Yeah. and um, philanthropy. Yeah, his philanthropy is is the the new kind of the thing we've been introduced to recently. Yeah, and obviously being a Jehovah's Witness, he wasn't allowed to be boastful. Yeah, about his his um charitable acts, so he just had to be quite private about it. And I and to be honest, I feel like even if he wasn't a Jehovah's Witness, Prince wouldn't is not the kind of person who would just want to go around saying, "Oh, I did that, I did that for yeah. you." Yeah, building the school here. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, the hum, humble is a humble, very individual, very private, yet yeah. very open at the same time. Yeah, but also understanding that he is good at what he does. Yeah, that self confidence too. Mm-hmm. How will you remember him? I will remember him as someone who just absolutely loved music and loved different styles of music and also defied a lot of stereotypes for black musicians. For black male musicians. For black male musicians. Because ultimately, Prince was a rock star. He was an incredible rock star. A rock star from the beginning till end. His showmanship was on point. His ability to master the instruments that he played is inspiring to any young musician, young or old musician. Yeah. And just the dedication to the craft. I don't think he ever felt like he. I don't think he ever felt like okay, this is it. There's there's nothing more to do with music. Music was like a continuous, ever evolving journey for him. And he was also a very spiritual person as well. He a lot of his songs have a lot of spiritual uh, messaging in it. Uh, a lot of his songs are almost gospel songs, really. Uh, if you listen to some of the lyrics from... I don't want to go into too much detail, so I don't want to speak about every single song. But I would just advise for anyone who who is interested in Prince to really study Prince, because there's a lot to learn from his music. There's a lot to learn from his artistry. From his conduct as well. Yeah. Yeah. And how he was, there's a lot of discipline for him as a musician, there's a lot of discipline involved. Kind of like machine-like discipline. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the whole thing you were hearing now about two songs a day Mm -hmm. and there's a vault of music somewhere with enough material for 100 albums and two films. Yeah, Um, I don't know if, I know a lot of people would love to hear all this unheard stuff. But I'm a somewhat apathetic towards it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you really wanted us to hear it, then it may have already been out by now. And also he has left us with a lot so much. A music. Yeah. A lot of music. No, I hear that. But yes, uh, rest in power, Prince. And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, um... 
the next thing we're going to approach now is um, some of our uh, our peers, friends. Yes. Um, artsy individuals. Yeah, some amazing young girls who are doing amazing things at the moment. Yeah, curating in terms of curating art. Yeah. As well. Um, so obviously it's the the Black British Girlhood Collective, who um, previously put on. Um, the exhibition that our first episode obviously was about their exhibition that they put on, um, which was looking at the kind of the not necessarily history, it's more like just images and putting these images to the forefront of young black girlhood, um, black British girlhood specifically, and just making it a space for people to come enjoy it, a safe space to come and um, enjoy each other, enjoying it as well. It was, mm-hmm. it was the, the, that night we went was really I guess for you it was a bit unexpected how cool yeah. it was it was amazing I will never forget that night and I'm really excited to be working with them now mm-hmm. they are uh, we I shot their campaign video about a month ago and the purpose purpose of this campaign is to raise money for them to go on to do more events exhibitions to make a website to do art workshops for the youth and for anyone who's interested. Um, They're just very passionate and very involved in what they're doing. And so I support them 100% and I think that you should too. (laughs) So even if you don't necessarily have the funds to support the campaign, even just spreading the word is a major help. Um, I'll definitely leave the information for the campaign in the description for this podcast episode so that you can go over and have a look and see what they're doing. Great. Um, Yeah, it'll be great to follow that up. Um, The next topic um, on our... You sound like a radio. um, You sound like a news presenter, yeah. Okay. Like Trevor McDonald, News at 10. Okay. (laughs) So now we're going to look at Lemonade. Which obviously is the the huge musical event that happened. Um, yeah, lemonade is in like this month. Lemonade is like a a bomb. It was, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. And the fallout from it. Yeah. Beyonce said nothing. She hasn't actually <laughs> said any. Yeah, that's. She's not said anything. She's actually not said anything. She's not made any kind of commentary about her own work, which is kind of unusual. She's yeah. not even... She's just leaving us all to talk about it. Yeah. Leaving the rest of us to speculate. I've just noticed that, actually. Comment. Yeah. She doesn't really need to say anything, does she? I think this album says it all. Says it all. It, <laughs> this album is a very self-explanatory album. Yeah. You, you have to be a bit slow to not understand what this album is about. Mm. It's obviously majorly about black womanhood. About her experience of black womanhood it's definitely about the trials and tribulations of in of relationships relationships, and family and career and pain and Mm. healing and and security is a major part of it too and forgiveness as well forgiveness is yeah yeah kind of ends on the whole idea of forgiveness and then getting into formation yeah, which we're <laughs> getting yourself. We're into definitely formation. trying to get. I'm trying to get myself into formation. <laughs> but um, yeah, some of the fallout from it has been um, the likes of 
you know, Rachel Roy yes. IDing herself who, for some reason. Who is she again? Is she, she's a designer, right? Yes, yeah, she's and Damon she used to be... Dash's ex-wife. Yes, or yes. Dame Dash? Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Yeah. Or Dame or whatever. His ex-wife. Yeah. For some reason, ID'd herself. And then, yeah, the beehive swarmed and then put out a comment on bullying, mm. which, okay, perhaps the, I think it may well have been bullying the way they came and, and messed up her, her Instagram feed, yeah. her comments. But it's very confusing why she put herself out there like that with the comment. With the, the Becky picture, the, the Becky with the good hair comment. Well, she didn't say Becky. She just said um, good hair and good lighting or something. Yeah. She, well, she did allude. She did make ref. She made a very slight reference to this Becky with the good yeah. hair comment. And I thought that it was very, very disrespectful because someone has just released their album. And why would you want to shit on their time? Yeah, because I mean, Beyonce didn't name her. Yeah, she she brought herself into it exactly, and it was almost in a taunting way. Yeah, as well, was it? It was a bit taunting. So there's there's Rachel Roy's mess. Um, the then the obviously the discussions about why is it we're focusing on the women mm. in this apparent cheating and not Jay Z himself. His cheating allegations. Um, and I the allegations. Sorry. But. I, I I kind of disagree with you, Janice. I do actually think that a lot of people have been um, have been making criticism. Oh, I wasn't like, saying that. I was saying that's what's been said. Like, that's what's being said is that people are focusing on the women and not on Jay-Z. I think most of the people that I am aware... Most of the people I know have been focusing on Jay-Z more yeah, than anything. Yeah, but me and you were like, did this idiot really cheat on Beyonce? That's mainly been the thing between us. And then I think what I've been seeing, what I what I personally feel mm-hmm. is that Beyonce said everything that needed to really be said about Jay Z. The focus of the, the you know, of the content of the album wasn't about the women necessarily. It was about him, yeah, and the insecurities with him mm. more than anything else. So I think the focus from Beyonce has definitely been on Jay Z, yeah, on her own insecurities as a result of whatever his behavior might have been. Mm. Um, but and also, I think it, it, a lot of this story is not just to do with Jay Z. I think it's also to do with her father as well. Yeah. Her, uh, especially given her father got two different women pregnant. Is that real? Yes. Wow. He has wow. two children with two different women. Okay. And this was all while he was still married to T. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So she's experienced infidelity, not. Just possibly, allegedly, as, <laughs> as we're speculating, in her own marriage, but she's also ex- experienced it with the, within the relationship between her mother and father. So yeah. she's maybe speaking for her mother, and also maybe speaking for other women. True, and she's she's yeah. In that sense, it could be viewed as either a really kind of her bringing her private life out into the public, or it could just be in terms of marketing, the amount of women she's going to relate to with this album. Yeah. And with the, you know, the themes of the album. You know, you can't tell what is real life and what isn't, and how far it's going, but it seems like a very but kind there, of But there's definitely open... an element of truth in this Lemonade story. Yeah. There's definitely something that Beyonce feels very strongly about that she wanted to share with the world. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like, I do, I do think she's just now ready to do it. She's re- At this point, she's like, fuck it. I'm going to tell my truth. I don't care who it offends or who it upsets. I need to live the fullest expression of myself as a woman and as an artist. 
I give you lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another thing to come out of it, I mean, is just, there's been a lot of commentary. There's been all kinds of like think pieces and all mm. kinds of comparisons. And she's got the ideas from this, that and the rest. Or, you know, the ideas of the Orishas that have come into it too. And the, um, just people claiming for example, there's been like recent claims, obviously, of the idea of Lemonade yeah. being somebody else's album and the imagery from some of it as well being somebody else's idea. So all kinds of stuff is coming out. Still, Beyonce said nothing. She's put her work out. She's she's done what she needs to do and now she's focusing on her tour, obviously, which started, I think, was it on Friday or Thursday? In Miami, it started this week, basically. The Formations tour has started now. Yeah. Um, but um, just to go back to just reaction to Lemonade, for me personally, it was just visually... It was something I needed to see, I think. It right. was really enjoyable to see such a consistent just body of of work that was focused primarily primarily, sorry, on images of black women. Mm. Um, it was beautiful. There was um a lot of young Hollywood type actresses and young girls involved in um in the entertainment industry in, in America who had experienced um I guess almost like backlash for things they've said. Backlash for existing, the likes of Kwavengene Wallace. And even Blue Ivy herself, just the, you know, people commenting on their name, pronunciation of the girl's name, on the look of Blue Ivy. Um, so all these women who, um, and then there was Amanda Steinberg. Yes. With her Don't Cash Crop My Cornrows and the backlash she got for that. Yeah. Um, Zendaya, the time when she had the faux locks. And the woman was saying she looks like she smells also, like patchouli and weed. Yeah, all of that. Like, all this these, bullshit. Yeah, and all these women who've experienced—they're all there together, like this united front. And I like, like the part in Lemonade where she used Michael X, uh, Malcolm X's uh, audio of him saying the most dis- disrespected woman in America is the black woman or the was, most person in America. Yeah, the most something like the most disrespect, disrespected person. In the world, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to quote... Most unprotected. I feel like I'm misquoting... I'm definitely misquoting Malcolm X, but just having this in the documentary is one of the most powerful things that Beyonce has ever done with, with her platform mm-hmm. of fame and influence and and power. This is one of the most powerful things that she has ever done. To use... That audio from Malcolm X saying these things. Mm-hmm. Not only yeah, is this kind of like smashing down <laughs> the establishment of white supremacy that is, it is just making people open up their eyes to what is really going on in the world today. Yeah, because, you know, obviously that that famous speech is on there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's alongside these girls who mm-hmm. have publicly experienced a lot of bashing. And who are, they experienced it before they were like, Fully grown women. Yeah, they experienced they're girls. it as, as girls. I mean, they do say that the white gays doesn't see young black boys as boys. The white gays sees the white supremacist gays sees young black boys as men. Mm-hmm. And same with girls. Young black children, especially in America, don't get to be young black children. They're seen as like adults from very early. Yeah. Hence, why they're getting shot. And then the description of them after being shot is. Uh, a 12 year old male yes or a a 16 year old male not Not a child child yes yeah i mean we've seen all these videos of police officers beating up 
children mm-hmm. in these schools why the being why a police officer feels they have the right to even put their hand on a child i don't even understand yeah so it yeah it highlighted the the, the joining up of those two things mm-hmm. especially yeah it's been it was powerful um and then there's some really it, interesting collaborations on this album a lot of collaborations i would never expected like beyonce and james blake yeah that was because you haven't heard anything from James Blake, have we? Has yeah. it been? Has it's it, been a couple of years now. I think he's released like one or two tracks. I'm pretty sure, like, but it hasn't been like. It's is huge. This is a huge platform for him. He was yeah. kind of like in London, like known, but not like Beyonce known. Not so, no, definitely not yeah. Beyonce known. So this is huge. Obviously, not many mm. people are Beyonce known, but this is huge. Um, the opening track is is produced by James Blake. Um, Kendrick Lamar appears on there. Yeah, we've got. Um, Serena Williams in a video. Doing her thing in the video. Just looking fly, looking yeah. looking snatched for the gods. She looks amazing. <laughs> she does. Amazing in every um, way. And that video that featured um the body art of a Nigerian artist. Mm. I, I, I didn't know his name, but it just, yeah, the, the amount of artists that Lemonade also brought together. Yeah. Obviously, Wasan's on there. And um, we've got the... Um, Music is produced by many, many different people. Um, other than James Blake, we've also had who else on there? It um, was um, the Dream. The has, Dream is a producer on there. Um, I can't remember all the production credits, yeah, but yeah, it's lots. When you look at it, you just think, "Wow, this is basically just a writing camp of different artists. <laughs> it's like a camp of people." Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but it was cool. It's, it's been brought together in an amazing way. Um, the the f- cinematography. Um, which I guess the most would be familiar from from Flying Lotus and Kendrick Lamar. Um, it, it's Khal- sorry, Khalil. What's his surname? Joseph. Khalil Joseph um, is a cinematographer. Um, so just yeah, there's a lot of familiar things um, that have come together on this this one album. A lot of people are involved in it. Um, the, all the, the appearances, everything. So there's something quite familiar about it, even though it's like this new work of art obviously the way it's come together is really new and, and interesting but it, there's a familiarity that kind of goes along with it too all of the flashbacks to her earlier days of the, the wedding flashbacks and her pregnancy flashbacks yeah it's like bringing the familiar in with this new era so as we move into this new era of formation our journey to formation has officially begun it began back in February. When we were fighting with our dear lives to get these <laughs> tickets, which sold out in seconds. In seconds. It was distress. It was really distressing. It was crazy. I couldn't even get onto the proper website. Like it, it, kept, yeah, it, was, it was loading, like it was overloading. Yeah, it was just loading. Load. And then I was very confused as how there were so many people that were able to get tickets. What, did they just get there a second earlier than me? I just don't understand. No, we were all there at the same time because you were yeah. there. At, like, you told me about quarter to eight or something. Like, get maybe ready. they just got there a fraction of a second earlier. I don't think anything was early. I think it's just we all went in and it was a free for all, isn't it? Oh. Whoever gets in gets in. Whoever but we were all there on time. Yeah. I know we were all there on time. Yeah, it's just those who are lucky. I mean, the thing I didn't realize as well is that the American Express card obviously allowed you to get earlier access yeah so when the second batch of tickets came along mm-hmm. i was there with my american express card thank, like you finally come in handy thank god for amex <laughs> thank god finally. for the amex card 
Um, but we've got the tickets for the second night in London. Yeah, on Sunday 3rd of July, right? Yeah, and at Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium. I'm really excited because Wembley Stadium is such a great venue for concerts. It's huge. It's and... massive. And especially the standing part. Mm. It's so big. You're basically on the pitch. You're yeah. on the football pitch. Yeah. Um, and just like, I'm really, I'm really trying to get into formation. I'm really trying to like... What are you doing to get into formation? That's all I started, the weightlifting. I want to be strong wow. enough to cope. <laughs> I want to be strong enough to cope with standing yeah, for, for a Beyonce concert. For because, three hours. Yeah. The last concert I stood at, the person was quite late. It's quite annoying. Yeah. Who and was that? It's Erica Badu. Oh, and yeah. then, um, She's always late though. I know, but then I, I apparently got really good towards the end mm-hmm. and that's when I kind of passed out because I was dehydrated and my joints were killing me. Damn. And I had to go to first aid for the last, the end of the of the show. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want that happening again. I want to see the entire formation, you know, event, yes. the entire Beyonce event. So yeah, I'm actually weightlifting to get buff and strong. That's amazing. Formation. I mean, even if you're just doing it because you want to be doing it for yourself, that's pretty awesome. No, I am doing it for myself, but it's yeah. like that's also driving me. Is that I want to be strong enough to yeah. cope. Basically. I can't wait for our next podcast where we do talk a lot more about fitness and health and getting into formation because <laughs> it's it's really exciting this journey of you know just looking after the body and improving health and strength and endurance and I'm, also Beyonce has come up with the Ivy Park so it's like I'm you really? I want to buy some <laughs> Ivy Park eventually maybe when it goes on sale well god bless you for the abundance and being able to afford this 35 pound crop top <laughs> that she's selling because I'm sorry I'd rather really spend my money elsewhere no I, I'll do it in the sale I'm not ready to do it right now when it's a full price but I must sale, say I'll that having having nice gym wear does really motivate you to want to yeah, go to the gym because when you feel good you want to take yourself to the gym and you want to be able to not show off, but you just want to be there and be present and We're be... going to save this, though. Aren't we going to save this for our podcast? Yes, 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 yes. yes, 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 yes let's let's, let's, let's save, save that for the next one. Yes, we'll save it. Our fitness yeah. podcast. We'll save it. But yeah, I'm really... I think the most exciting part about seeing Beyonce live is the actual experience of being with a whole bunch of other Beyonce fans at the, at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be I mean, something. I'm not a I'm not a crazy Beyoncé fan. I'm not a, a mad fanatic of any sort. I just really genuinely enjoy her music. So, being able to share that with a whole bunch of other people, that yeah. must be quite a very special and magical experience. It's probably quite emotional. Probably people crying. There, oh, there's always people crying That's gonna in her be concert. It's going to be like Michael Jackson style. Yeah. And I, this I just have a feeling that this could be one of this could be her last tour for a long time you think so i have a feeling that after formation she's gonna go away and maybe even have another child or something or just go away for a while sure give us all a break yeah a moment to recoup i have i mean she did take a break between the self-titled album which dropped uh late 2000 and i think it's 2013 yeah late 2013 so almost two and something years yeah that she's been away, but I feel like after formation, she's gonna take a bit of a, a longer break. Maybe I have I don't know. I just feel it in my spirit that she wants to do something other than music for a little while. We'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. But um, that has been episode six. For all we know, she could even come back, come out with another album next year. You know, Beyonce and <laughs> and her surprise tactics. Everything has to be some surprise tactics. Some 
um, spectacle with her. So I feel like you got you just got to expect the unexpected. Be ready. You've got to be ready. You have to expect. <laughs> be ready. Be information. You never know mm. when something is about to drop. But yeah, I look forward to it. I do too. This new era of Beyonce is for me. I'm going to buy my first ever Beyonce album off the back of this. I'm going to buy Lemonade. Go yeah. for it. Cool. So that is episode six. We have been the London Girls. Thank you so much for listening. And we've got some really exciting um, new episodes coming up. Yeah. I've been thinking of some really interesting things that we could talk about. So stick with us. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Feedback as well. Let us know what you think. And um, we'll, we'll be speaking with you all again soon. All right. Bye.